Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Live from Estopanol Inn. It's the Bamos Morados Podcast, powered by the state of Louisville. Welcome to the Vamos Morados Podcast on the State of Louisville Podcast Network. I am Zach. I am here with my buddy Benton. Benton, how you doing this week? I'm doing all right. Can't really complain. How about yourself, Zach? I'm doing pretty good. I am I am really enjoying this not a million degrees in humid weather. We're heat yeah, we're hitting this 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 peak weather for me. I just I you know I love it. Getting to wear sweatshirts and whatnot. But we're uh, jacket season, my time of the year. Why I get to cover up this doughy body. I will say though, it is it is annoying on some of those days where like you have to have two different outfits. Like in the middle of the day, it's it's hot enough where like short sleeves and shorts are still layers, doable. Man. But then that's why you gotta go with layers. It's just annoying having to to deal with it. But honestly, um, you throw it's, on it's a, a cardigan, nice change of pace. I'm not gonna it, complain. At lunch, it's it's easy. Yeah, I work from home though, so I so at least during the working days, it's not that uh, it's not big of a deal for me. So other than this lovely weather we're having, Ben, what are you into this week? You you been enjoying anything outside the soccer world? Um, I have been. It's um, um, I've been getting back into watching the UFC, which I've always liked it. I didn't stop liking it. It's just like with soccer, like during soccer season, like it's always like at the same time. So I rarely get to watch it. Isn't anymore. that room for and, a lot of other sports? Yeah, it's it's tough just time wise. Um, but you know, t- um, I got to watch the most recent pay per view, and then I got after the. The San Diego match, I hustled home and was able to catch the uh, the card because it was a later one. So that's two weeks in a row I've gotten to watch UFC, and that I haven't done that in a very long time. Between between that and sports betting coming around, I'm not like a I'm not really a risk adverse individual, but like being able to put like a few dollar bet on a fight that you otherwise aren't that interested in, really, uh, I I, I like the idea of that. So so I'm I'm, I'm I'm not looking forward to soccer ending, but I am looking forward to being able to watch that with more regularity. I think that would be fun. Nice. Yeah, really, you're really trying to draw that draw out the square in me this week. Because two things <laughs> yes. I am not I'm very much not into is sports betting and fighting fighting sports. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not really a big gambler, but it like it gives you a little like extra incentive. Like, you know, it's going to make things interesting. I would not do more than just a, a couple bucks and I'm not going to do it all the time. It is a fun little extra incentive unless you have like a degenerative gambling problem. And then it's not so fun. Yeah. I'm way, I'm way too risk at first for that. I'm not going to be doing parlays and silly stuff like that. Like if it's a fight where maybe I'm not familiar with the fighters, you know, maybe I, I, you know, I pick one, I put $2 on, on it and just, and all of a sudden, I have a rooting interest. I feel like re- having a rooting interest always draws me in more. I, yeah. I, in any, really, in any sports context, where I'm watching something. If I don't like have a I mean, side in it, I'm not as engaged. This may be blasphemous because we 
because of the city we live in it's the only thing that makes horse racing interesting no one would care about horse racing if they weren't betting on oh, it oh yeah no I, I i agree yeah and that's i mean that's part of it too and again anytime i've gone to keeneland or, or churchill or anything it's just like maybe a couple two dollar bets i think the past few times i went i didn't place any bets but yeah so i know i'm not going to get sucked into that uh that degenerative wormhole but i think it's going to be fun kind of adding to that experience i will say the only time i did do sports betting it was for UFC. We went across the river to the boat. I went with some some friends, and it was one of the UFC cards. Um, it was one of the like pay per views. They had, ended up not showing it there, which really pissed me off. But I placed bets for it anyway, and um, there was a heavy underdog for the, uh, for a fight with Amanda Nunes. She was like minus seven hundred. I'm like, oh, this is gonna pay for everything if this one hits. So I put like two dollars on it, and it did hit. So I won like forty bucks. <laughs> nice. So um, that made me pretty happy. That gave me endorphins. <laughs> but uh yeah so for all this all those reasons i'm i'm looking forward to things i hope the soccer season lasts as long as possible yeah. but uh whenever it does end i'm ready to get back into regularly watching ufc like, every saturday night zach what about you what are you into i am into there's a youtube channel that like i followed i've been subscribed to them for a little while. I think I found it like a year ago, but caught up on a bunch of videos of his this week uh, that I've been really enjoying. the The channel is Crime Pays, but Bot- Botany doesn't. And it's this it's this dude from Chicago with this super duper thick, like lower class Chicago accent. The you hear the voice, and it's the last person on earth you would expect to be explaining plant stuff to you. Uh, it's incredible. He curses all the time. Uh, he 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 refers to everything exclusively by its Latin name. Like, oh, we got this uh, Sasparillo Experiences right here. He's like a character from a Coen Brothers movie because they have lots of like dudes you wouldn't expect that use very big words. His videos are really funny. And and also he's been doing like a, the reason I watched a bunch this week is because we have a wildflower meadow in our backyard. This is the first year we did it and he's done like four videos this week on on like native prairie meadows and like backyard meadow keeping and because it's chicago it's it's close enough to here that most of the like that there's a lot of crossover all the all the native plants there i mean we're 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 same we're in the same ecological region so all the all the native plants there also are native to here for the most part i've been really uh <laughs> enjoying his videos this week so I didn't know you had one of those. My um, my brother and sister law they basically turned their their entire backyard, which is pretty big, into a, a meadow. And I took my flower box and I put like native pollinators in it as well. Yeah. And now I want to do like I have this strip of grass like along the fence and along the side of my driveway. I want to convert the the whole thing. I don't think my backyard's not very big. I don't think I'll end up converting it, but uh, I've kind of been into that as well. Oh, we're yeah. gonna have to talk more offline. About and he that. had a there was a very helpful video he had this week. Uh, about uh, don't <laughs> don't support our capitalist overlords by buying a bunch of seed mixes. Just go find a prairie near you and walk around it and 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 find the plants that you want and grab the seeds. <laughs> Just take them with you, put in your pocket. Oh, I bought mine, but hey, I bought mine I'm trying too. to help the pollinators. I am gonna supplement it because because inspired by this video, I'm gonna. Because we have a bunch of uh, Seneca Park. There's a whole field of goldenrod that's really beautiful. And the mix I had didn't have any goldenrod in it. And it's like 
for our region, it's a very important plant. It's a late blooming plant, so it helps the pollinators like into the the cold season. So I'm definitely gonna wander over to Seneca once those start to die off and go to seed and and grab a bunch of goldenrod seeds to spread in our meadow in the back. Give me some while you're at it. Yeah, we got to talk uh, about I also had a video about how you, you should you should burn it rather than mow it at the end of the season. Which uh I don't think I'm gonna do that. I don't I don't I don't know if that's a very good idea. He, he was like if the cops come you just treat it like a house party. Like you tell them, oh I'm sorry officer I didn't uh, you know, I didn't know I couldn't do that. I'll stop. And then when they leave, you do it again. <laughs> Which, yeah. So I, I think I'll stick with mowing the meadow yep. at the end of the season. But yeah, uh, burning here. is apparently like a little bit better for it. And this is everybody's PSA instead of ba- uh, like raking up and, and bagging your leaves, mow over that crap. Re uh, mulch it. feedback into your yeah feedback into your 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 line your local ecosystem. It's much easier too. Yeah. If you're on the fence, uh, watch some videos. I definitely, our, our wildflower meadow in the back has been awesome this year. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how it grows like as the years go on. Cause we have a bunch of perennial plants that won't even show up till next year. So it's going to be like a little different next year. It'll be fun to see. We have enjoyed watching all the different things bloom all, all summer. And, and it's much better for all the little bees and bumblebees and our little, our little insect friends to, to have something to actually pollinate rather than just grass with no flowers. And a bonus thing is, is that lures in birds like finches and whatnot. A lot of them been hanging around. We have around. a ton of goldfinches. We have like yeah. six goldfinches that are just living in our meadow in the back. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, they definitely show up because specifically because of flowers is pretty cool. Yeah. To see and them. we have a whole family of bunny rabbits that have been, because they can hide in it. They like, I think they're living inside of the meadow. <laughs> There awesome. are Ours is not even so, that big, and we've already drawn in a cu- a bunch of wildlife. There are so many rabbits in my neighborhood. There's like no predators. Like there's like a hawk flying around, maybe a few neighborhood cats, but like that's it. And yeah. so if you go out on a walk, like right at, like around dusk, like I literally counted 18 one time in a short walk. Yeah. Well, like, I'm really excited. Um, one thing we're adding to the meadow this fall is we're putting up a bat box, and oh, yeah, I have been really enjoying. That. Uh, going out in the evenings uh, for this week. I think it's with the weather change. I've noticed them a lot more. It's also getting dark earlier, so it could be that. But around dusk, we have so many little bat friends flying around. And so I'm excited to add the little bat house in the back for them. That's awesome. They eat all, all right, them well, skeeters for me. We've been putting it off, but I think we need to to move on and talk about uh, racing Louisville's lost to Houston. We get to talk about the bad, bad, no good game first this week. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we had it build up to be such a big, important match, and then 1-0, lost at home. They, they had a chance to make it easy for themselves because they won that Portland game, which which really meant that they would – be able to control their destiny more than they had. And they wouldn't need an ultra incredible run of results to be able to make the playoffs. And that because, because they lost this one at home to a team below them. Now they need that incredible run of results. Now, now it's it. Oh man. It's such a missed opportunity too. Cause uh, we talked about it that before we get into the game, all of basically all of the teams they needed to lose lost this weekend and so had they won this game they would be 
in fifth place right now. And it would be completely in their own hands, whether or not they made the playoffs that they would not have to rely on results from anyone else for the rest of the season. And with this loss, now they're still on the outside looking into the playoffs. And now they have to like, they need angel city to lose some games. They need Washington to lose some games. They, at least they can beat Orlando. So that's, that's in their hands, but like, ah, uh, it, it would, they would be in such a good spot right now, just with that was a win. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sucks. The season comes down to pretty much these last few games, the table's so tight. All they need to do is, is win, get, get these important results. And, you know, started a start off real bad. Well, you know, like, like you said, we could have been in a great spot right now. And everything's so tight right now. All of those points matter because we like right now, because of that loss, they're, loss, they're in ninth place. If that had been a win, they'd be in fifth place and only one point out of fourth. They would, if, if they had won that Houston game, they would be playing for a, to try to get a home playoff game. <laughs> Like, and now, now it's going to be a struggle just to get into the playoffs. Yeah. What, um, what could have been. Yeah. But man, that, that's, I, I think, uh, Abby Ersig had a really good post game interview, but she put it better than I could because she's better and smarter than me. But it's like, these are the games you have to win. If you're going to, if you expect to be a playoff team that, that like, these are the sort of like take care of business games that playoff teams are able to put away. Yeah. I mean, not, not to jump too far ahead, but it was later in that match. I was really specifically try- like watching body language, how the players were reacting. And it just seemed like they didn't give up, but you could sense, feel a sense of, of, of defeat, like uh, amongst them. Like they knew it was, it was bad. I was also watching him a lot and I just, I don't know, maybe it's his, uh, just it's just his nature and what what is he um is but he's swedish he's stoic swedish people don't show emotions yeah i was gonna say i couldn't remember what nationality is he's swedish but yeah he just wasn't showing a lot and he just you just kind of want more from from everybody in that situation particularly the coach like this is like yeah. the coach is supposed to be the motivator to, to get them over the finish line there and and that so i was particularly disappointed in that and on top of other things like lineup decisions so i don't know what direction you want to go with i've I'm getting too off topic talking about some of this like late match. Well, uh, so to get language. into the game, like the actual game, it was that first half was so frustrating because they were they were getting their chances. They had they had so many opportunities to get out to the lead in that first half. And that's one of those like you miss a couple and and then you start feeling like like are we gonna regret not putting away any of these? Uh, I'm thinking specifically like near the end of the half um, Davis had a, had a shot off of a rebound where, uh, Oh, I think it was either Timby or Ari or Lauren Malay. Someone on the right side took a shot and the goalkeeper parried it right to Davis's feet. And she just skied it over the crossbar is wide open net. Like, Oh, all you had to do was pass it into the back of the net there. And it's like, man, you're not going to get a lot of opportunities like that. Yeah, I feel like there are a number in that particular in that first half that are going to look on the stat sheet like like off target shots, but they were like huge golden opportunities. Yeah. And it just man, it man, it stings. You can look at the uh, 
that they like the game flow, like of the like all the XG, and you can see these big old spikes on these big opportunities that that were fumbled. On top of the other like like mediocre like middle of the road sort of opportunities that they got throughout as well. Yeah, yeah, they had like according to Fomov, they had two big chances. Uh, ugh. Well, and you know, uh, against a team, I mean, Houston has been the lowest scoring team in the league this season. So, especially against a team like Houston you feel like you get out to that early lead and you can really put a game away. And maybe I'm making this that up, but hadn't they like not won since like July or something? I thought I heard yeah, that. Eight games. They've I... gone, they've gone eight games without a win. Then they come in and, uh, and beat us when the we need it. Best chance that the team was going to have to get three points for their, for of these last four games. Um, It's all uphill from here. I mean, like, Chicago is also not very good, but that that game's on the road, so that's going to be a little tougher. Um, Orlando is ahead of them in the playoff hunt right now. I mean, not by much. That that's Orlando's the most important game now for the rest of the season because that's that's their only chance to put a loss on a team that they are fighting for a playoff spot with right now. Um, and then yeah, but- that last that you really don't want to be in a, in a situation where the playoffs are on the line away at San Diego with the, for yeah. the last game of the season. Well, I mean, I guess again, depending on how things shake out, you still get to, like just pray from results from elsewhere, which, which just flat out sucks, you know, yeah. which they the got spirit. this week and they were unable to take advantage of. Oh yeah. It's, um, it's disappointing. Um, I was thinking about the, the lineup selection and I thought, I thought Becky did did a phenomenal job in her her recap of the match. So if you don't regularly look at um, Becky uh, Becky Morgan's write ups on the Beautiful Game Network, um, do so for this one. But she was one of the things she was specifically calling out was the uh, was the personnel selection, and that stood out to me about um, questioning if if Nadia has has done enough recently to warrant getting the start and moving Davis out of her natural position yeah. and thus bumping. Uh, Paige Monahan from the lineup altogether, and I don't because man, disagree. they they played really good when it was Davis starting up there. That's that's I mean, like the best run of form they've had all year. Yeah, between that and like you, I, I also feel like the Ekic substitution has been coming too late. Like, oh, I, I don't, that's, I don't know that's why. Been a thing, yeah, yeah. That like the 89th minute is, is like why even bother at that point? Uh, like, yeah. if she's healthy enough to play, I'd like to see at least 10 to 20 minutes there. Yeah, you, like, Honestly, I'm surprised she got it at all. Like not because I didn't think she deserved it or, or was it good enough for it. Just because I always, I just lose hope of her getting in games yeah. anymore, which is unfortunate, but which uh, I don't know how the injury recovery has been going. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's fair too. Yeah, um, but maybe she's only in like very end of the game shape right now, but it's just yeah. like, I, I would like to see that substitution come earlier if you're going to make yeah. that. So, yeah, I, I, again, I, I question whether Nadia was the right choice to start. Like at this point in her career, maybe, maybe more of a, a super sub um, is a good role for her until she proves she can be game in game out, like starter ready. And then the other kind of questionable thing was, was Picorni playing um, defensively. And this isn't a shot at, at Picorni herself, but like, and I think, Abby said this in well, so many that, words. Seem- that's just like they're out of that injury wise. They're just out of options back there. And, and she 
played what, what well in the game she subbed in, but like Pickett is not start a game healthy yet. So it's just like McCordy's your only and and Holloway got hurt and is not available. Move Pickett Yamsa back, put Lester outside. Or one of them. They're, they're somebody who's a little more defensive oriented. So, I just the, the whole. Thing I will is, defend is that, the Pokorny one just based on that game where she subbed in for Holloway when she pulled her hamstring. She played very well in that spot for the rest of that game. So I I was fine with that given who they had available. But I, I think the players don't agree with that, or at least Abby doesn't well, because she. But here's where the injury really makes everything complicated. You can't just slide Pete Gomsa back because th- you'd have no one to play defensive midfielder at that point because Jalen is also injured. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I question, maybe she's more equipped to do that. I think the the thing is though, what Abby was, was saying is that I, I, I sent some frustration, what she was saying, because Picorni wasn't, wasn't ready for that. And again, I, and I don't think that's so much uh, on her as it is in preparation for the team. So again, it comes down to kind of a, a coaching element of things. And, I think for her to say anything at all like that is speaks volumes. I think usually a lot of times they're not going to, to be overly critical of things like that. So I, I don't know, maybe I'm reading too deeply. I feel like the combination that, but... of injuries they had kind of left very few right. options with how you do the back line in the midfield. I, I don't, I don't disagree. That it was tough. Don't, don't disagree at that at all. But, um, and I'm not saying that was the, the biggest issue of the well, night, but. And I was going to say it, this game specifically, like they really missed Jalen in that midfield. Guys, mm. I, I think Pigamza has played well there when she's had to this season, but like this was a game where you could have really seen how like locking down and and making tackles and 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 like running the team from back there. Uh I think she was definitely really missed in this one. Yeah. Yeah, certainly would have liked to have her. Obviously, would have liked to have Carson in the mix, but uh, but it wasn't to be. And that um, would have that would have more free. Like if if Hal was available, then yeah, I, I agree. You put Ellie on the back line and then slide Lester out. But oh, that I, makes it I don't easier. See, I don't see who you put in Pigamsa's spot if you move her back. Like who who would be the defensive midfielder then? I think I would rather have Picorni there than her playing outside back. I think she's a wing player. She's not like a a centrally defensive she's, player. I don't know. I mean, she's she's not a defensive back either. But uh, you know, she's doing the <laughs> she's doing the Laura Malay thing, being just being adaptable overall. I think it would be an easier uh, yeah easier fix for her. Or if anything, I mean, make somebody else be a little more adaptable. Make Demello well, be more central or something. I don't know. I think I, I just, think it really brings like an issue with the roster construction all year uh, to the front. It's the team only has one true outside back on the roster and they have, they currently have two outside backs injured. <laughs> it really shows Pickett was so important to this team just because she was literally, she was the only player who was an outside back first. Everyone else that is playing back there is, is sort of converted from, from elsewhere. Yeah. Um, you can't have one player that you, you lean on so much that you're, you're broken without them, you know? And, yeah. and at times early, at particular in this season, it felt like that was what Ombi was for the Louisville city side of things. Like, Oh, we need him. Otherwise we can't succeed. Sort of. Sort of thing. We can't score. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's man, this team, this team 
really needs more depth at that outside back position. Yeah. Yeah. Now, one thing I want to ask you about was the, the goal that Houston scored. Like I didn't fully catch it in real time because it just felt like such against like the, the run of play to me, it just caught me so off guard. Was that just me being like not paying as much attention or was it really that much of a kind of like, Oh God damn, where'd that come from? I don't think it was that against the run of play. I think especially given how poor Houston has been on offense. I, I was a little disappointed with how, how much time in the box Houston was able to get in that game. So to me, it didn't feel like it was out of nowhere. I felt like it was coming because they were getting further forward than they, I I think they should have. I think the actual goal was, was just like a, a really quick play that yeah, like you blink and they've scored. But I do think, like they were, they had like, they had 19 shots. So it's hard to say that scoring one goal off of that is, is a fluke like that. You should not be yeah. giving up that many shots to a team like Houston. Yeah. So racing bottles, a, uh, a big opportunity. They lose to a team without uh, an active head coach. They just have an interim head coach team that hadn't won since July. And the best opportunity they had in this last home stretch. I mean, what I mean, how are you feeling about their prospects overall with these with these three games um, left, starting with away at Chicago? I mean, they are still alive. They can still make the playoffs, but they've made it so much harder on themselves. I, they they now absolutely have to get points out of that San Diego game. I think that like there are no losses left that available to them like uh i think they can probably still make it even if it's not three wins but it's got to be two wins and a draw at the very least um so there there are there's no more giving up points that like they they have to get the points out of all of the games now yeah i mean yeah i'm starting to feel doubtful but i mean it's certainly possible again things are things are very tight and, and anything can happen but man what 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 could have been but yeah i mean just how how insanely tight the league is right now if you look at the the table I, we talked about it a little bit earlier but so fourth place is 28 points and they're in ninth with 24 they're only four points out of out of a home playoff game and they're in ninth place yeah uh houston has 23 they're right behind them kansas city has 22 and chicago has 21 it's just no no one has no one has separated on the high end and on the low end the whole league is super compact right now i I wish we had like a game in hand or something on on some of these teams so we could have like this little glimmer of hope as something that we could control but now it's you know we're, we're just waiting on outside results to happen yeah I mean, so that said, so the rain in Washington have not been playing well. They have not been getting points out of games. Both of them have been moving down the table. If they're, unless their play picks up, those two teams are probably falling out of playoff spots. That's the five and the six right now. I think if they get the wins, they will have an opportunity to move up, but there's no, I mean, you, they got to get the wins. They, like yeah. you got to control what you can control first. And exactly. like they didn't do that this week. All right. So we'll see what yeah. happens. 
away. But I mean, Chicago. so they play Orlando. So you win that game, you you swap places with Orlando. So there's there's one team ahead of them that they can for sure put behind them. That's in their control. And then, you know, and then they need some other teams to lose some games. Yeah. I haven't looked at who plays each other though. I I don't think everyone can win every game, but some of these teams have to lose because they yeah. play each other. That calculator that that um somebody shared on Twitter. Ooh. The score calculator I, thing. I, see that? No, I did not see that. Somebody made like a website where you can plug in the scores of like the remaining games. Or they update it. I'll try to I'll try to find it again and share it with you. Yeah, so Angel City and Orlando play each other next week. So they can't both win. Someone is dropping points right there that's ahead of Louisville. And then Orlando, who 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 they have. I don't left. feel nice because of of our like remaining games, like Chicago, like bottom of the table. I mean, again, they're only three points behind us, but yeah. Gives you the uh the most confidence. Minus 17 goal differential. It's as, that's as good as we can ask for, you know? Yeah. That's that's all you can get. And then let's see, Orlando. Plays Angel City and us and Houston. And then in that final, that sixth spot, the Washington Spirit right now, they play Kansas City, which is... So the Rain and the Washington Spirit play each other. So someone has to... It's either a, a draw for both teams or yeah, someone has to drop points in that. So I think if they get the wins, the teams ahead of them have to lose because they play each other. Yeah. I. The opportunity is still there. I think the door is not shut, but there's just no, no. margin for error anymore. That, that this, makes me feel This better. was their this... last margin of error that they had. That was pretty uh, for, uh, fortunate that the schedules panned out this way, that these teams are, are playing one another like that. Yeah. So. On the Spirit, the Spirit play Oil Rain and North Carolina as their last two. So it, two tough games to close out the season for them, and also all teams that are sort of in the playoff. The crazy thing is North Carolina's in a home game spot right now, they could still miss the playoffs. No one is safe, really. Yeah. We will see. All right. So we going to talk about the better game or, Oh wait, we need to, we need to make some of that paper first. Yeah. We'll cut to a commercial break and then we'll come back and then we'll talk about little city. So stay tuned. We'll be right back at you. Welcome back to the Vamos Morales podcast. I'm still Zach. And I'm Benton. Let's talk some Blue City. How about it? All right. So we got three points this weekend. We wanted the six. Last, we got three. This uh, is the last dance of San Diego. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Now you're making me depressed. Yeah. Had to see them go. California NIMBYs sinking teams. Somebody posted this on Twitter, and I apologize for not remembering who, but it, um, they said it was our first match with San Diego that did not involve a red card, which I thought about. <laughs> like, oh, that's totally accurate. <laughs> because that first one, Landon Donovan famously got that red card, and then that second one, which was like last year away, there were like three red cards. It was a weird match, and it ended like, what? Like four to two or something. Do I remember correctly that weird. Landon Donovan ha- got a card against us multiple times? I can't. I thought he got another card at one point. Anyway, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so 
first one without a uh, without a red card. But uh, I thought for a moment when uh, one of their uh, when their attackers like stepped on Zemla that we might see something like that there because our players instantly came up on that guy. Yeah. And they were hot, but uh, yeah, like you said, uh, really important win for, for little city of their remaining games, minus the Tampa one. I felt it was uh, the biggest question mark in my mind, whether we get a result or not, because they were, they were at the time sitting in fourth in the, uh, in the West, a very comparable, good team. And really like, but we were in the driver's seat for most of it. In fact, I'm disappointed it was only one nil. Like I felt like we should have gotten more from that match. Did you I mean, do you share that feeling? Yeah, I I thought I thought they were getting they were getting chances. I don't know. I mean, 18 shots, probably maybe two goals would have been appropriate there. I was, I was really worried though, scoring really early like that, that they were going to give it away. Cause it, especially towards the end of that game, it felt like there was a lot more pressure from San Diego. And I was worried that the one goal cushion wasn't enough. Yeah. They, uh, San Diego definitely kind of course correct it later in the match, but for the beginning, yeah, that, that first it, half, man, I we feel like crushing. they should have had more than one goal. We were, we were crushing it. And it was one of these fun, weird matches where if you look at the stats, we had, we had like a vast minority of the possession and it being like 38%. 38%. That's, that's the Louisville city script that like, we don't want more than 40% of possession this year. But the, yeah, the beautiful thing is when you look at where the accurate passes are occurring, it really tells the whole story because it did not feel that lopsided in San Diego's favor. In fact, I would have argued like just by like the eye test, I was kind of tricked into thinking that we maybe had more of that 60 ish percent because like when we had the ball, we were in there a half, we were doing things with it. But when they had the ball, which was a lot of times. The high press was working really well. I mean, they yeah. were getting lots of turnovers deep in the San Diego territory where they did not have a lot of space to cover to get get to a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll that'll tilt the possession out of your favor when you're winning the ball that high up the field consistently. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, um, the team got it got it done at home, which was really important considering their 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 stretch of matches away that they have to to kind of close out the year. It's gonna be tough on them, but um, it was it it was it was just it was a weird match, particularly how San Diego played. And maybe it's just because I don't regularly watch San Diego, but they were doing this back three thing with the sweeper keeper. Man, I was hoping he was gonna get chipped. He was coming way out of the box. <laughs> I was praying for that one. That would have been a lot oh, of fun. Man, I feel like I feel like Lancaster would be drooling for that situation. He loves those deep, deep uh, chip the keeper shots. And that was this match for that. What were kind of your some um, your your high level thoughts on, on on that one? Like, I mean, aside from the fact that like we talked about the possession oddities and the fact that I thought maybe we should have scored more. Other than that, it was kind of like business as usual in a yeah. way. Kind of a not not a boring game, but definitely like they got the goal early and then set on the lead. Uh, I think yeah. especially in that second half when the Diego was coming, that was not the most comfortable position to be in. But ultimately, like they uh, they took care of business. Uh, I thought it was interesting. We we mentioned last week whether or not the loan had the no playing against you stipulation. Matiti was not on the in the eighteen. He was hurt. Oh, was he hurt? Yeah. Adams did check in near the end of that game. He he didn't start. Is a bit of a formation change 
uh, we we were not playing the three in the back that we had been. Did, did you have any thoughts on that? It was weird. Like, honestly, still, like, in hindsight, even, I still have a kind of a uh, hard time, like, picking at At one point in time, it looked like a 4-1-4-1 sort of setup. Like, yeah, which I think is kind of what they were playing. Yeah, Fat Mob. Yeah, Fat Mob right now has Carlos kind of in the back line, which I don't think is accurate. So maybe yeah. like four one four one was kind of what it was, which not really been our great norm, game from Carlos. By the way, time. yeah, he did good. He was he all good. over the place that game. I thought. Yeah, I was. I was happy for for him, and I'm and I'm glad that he's starting to get uh, more and more minutes. And then uh, I was I was excited to see Paulo get out there and get some some time, but. Uh, yeah, he was subbed out. I don't think we're ever going to see him do a full 90 again. Hey, man, Got if he can give us that old man 72, I'm good. Yeah, I mean, he's he's getting the job done. Tyler Gibson came in for him. Very, very reliable. Love seeing that. Ray checked in the match. Glad Wilson. Instant yellow uh, card. Gotta go. Love, love, love to see you check into the game and just get the yellow on the he first play. Yeah, I forgot about that. He did get, he did get I, an unfair right yellow. I want to complain about that one. He beat him to the ball. That was his ball at that point. If 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 he runs into your hip and falls over, if, if you got to the ball first, that's on him. Yeah. Hey, well, it didn't it didn't end up resulting in, in anything matter, too adverse yeah. to the team. So. Oh, I forgot we got uh, Dylan Maris came in too. I like to get see him. He looked pretty good it. at the very end of there. He had he had a couple good plays. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, aside from that, like storyline wise, like I don't think it it, yeah. it added a touch. There was nothing particularly spicy about the match, other than the fact that it was the uh, the last one for San Diego. And oh, there's one other thing I want to bring up. Their coach Nate Miller. Did you know he start? He was an accountant, and then he's like, "Nah, I'm not going to do this," and got into coaching. And now look at him Living coaching the dream. a USL championship team. That's so cool. Now I he gets that. to coach a team that dies in a couple of weeks. Like he worked his way up like that. Like that is, that's such a cool story. I love, Maybe. I love that. Like not, like not even just on the player side, but like on the coaching side as well. Great story. So I hope he, uh, hope he lands on his feet somewhere still within the game at a, at a good level. But I thought that when I heard that, I'm like, I love that for him. I hope he does bad tonight, but good for him. <laughs> Hopefully he's able to find a, a new job at the end. Man, that, that, that San Diego folding is such, such a downer. It's a I feel like bummer. they were such a good addition to the league. Yeah, they were they were regular they were regularly a solid team. I don't I don't recall time in their in their short tenure that they were like bad. There was there was in the mix. They were always floating in the upper half of the yep. uh, the Western Conference. Played in a very pretty location. Uh I've heard from people that got to go to away games that that was a really fun away spot. Just yeah. it, was a, oh. it was a very scenic spot. Man, I just realized I'm not going to get to do that away day. Shoot, I think one of the one of the colleges plays there, so you can you can go see a game there, but just not. No, I want to see Louisville City. I want to see Louisville City play. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, ugh. but um, yeah, I mean, with with that win, obviously did what we need to do to hang on to fourth. Uh, Memphis hot in Louisville City's heels, but. I mean, between us and Memphis, I feel like we have the easier schedule. Um, I think there's a world where Indy might be the bigger threat to sneaking into to fourth place. But we, ha- I mean, we have a we have five, five points point on them right now. So, so, and interestingly, we'll I had thought third place was kind of 
out of the question. That I mean, Charleston opened the door a little bit this weekend. They they got a loss, so Charleston has a game in hand and is up seven. So that I I would not I would not put money since since sports betting is legal now. I would not put money on Louisville City getting that third spot, but it, it's the it's definitely doable now. After, yeah. after that loss from Charleston. Yeah, maybe not as dead as I originally thought, but I completely agree with you. It seems like like fourth is probably where we'll land. And um, we were talking about this beforehand, beforehand. I ran a Twitter poll kind of asking where people thought that Louisville City would finish the regular season. And almost two-thirds said fourth place, which I think is probably the right answer. But a surprising amount picked third. I did not expect it to be that high when I included it on the poll. 21%. So I, I, I love the optimism. I hope they're yeah. right. But uh, yeah, they, it seems like a they draw. Uh, they seems tough. They they drew Loudon over the weekend, which is what sort of yeah yeah. So open the door, I mean, it's, it cracks the door just like a little bit. And I mean, anything can happen. There's still a handful of matches left. How many exactly do we have? We have one, two, three, four, five games left. We have five. So. Could happen. We'll see. With so, a win, uh, that's a four point difference between them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be tough for us a lot on the road. We have a short rest too. Um, as of the time of recording, the Miami match is tomorrow. And then following that on Saturday, we'll be at Loudon. And based off of social media posts, it looks like the boys had packed up for for all the matches. So they're not they're not going to Miami and coming back home. It sounds like they're um they're uh going from Miami straight to Loudon, which those makes those sense. Are Makes sense. But yeah, it just it adds it adds difficulty to it. But I feel like the team has kind of found a little bit of a groove, a little bit of momentum that they didn't previously have during the season. You know, you beat the roots, you beat the um the switchbacks, you lose to the rowdies, but it's not like it's a game to get too particularly down about. So I mean, oh no, I think relatively No, I thought they played form. well. Yeah. I think reason for optimism that we'll we'll hold out that that fourth place spot and get our our home uh, playoff match that we've been desiring. Got to wear our podcast jackets at a playoff game. Yeah, yeah. I want to. Yeah, I want to bring out my black denim jacket. Even though people early in the season were saying it's bad gotta, luck, we gotta get the, ra- the bad luck. The battle. Jackets. I'm wearing it anyway. I'm wearing I, it anyway. I would have been wearing mine in the heat, but it's not finished yet. Oh, I'm not doing that. Save it for my. I should make the sleeves right. detachable. I could use it as a vest. I thought about cutting off, yeah, like a like a battle battle jacket, but I'm like, I'm more inclined to wear this as a as a proper jacket. I don't exactly have the the big arms to pull off like a, a oh yeah. Cut I off wouldn't like that. I wouldn't make them permanently cut off. I would make them just yeah, velcro them or something. <laughs> I don't think detachable sleeves are a thing. But you're gonna make it a thing. Yeah, that could rip them. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right, Ben. I think I think we've. We've run out of things to talk about. Did you have any news this week? Um, nah, not not a, not a whole lot was was going on. I'm glad that racing. Oh, we didn't mention that the bobblehead giveaway. I was a a big fan oh, of that. Bobbleheads are great. I got one of each, or I allegedly got one of each. I got two boxes. I haven't opened them up yet. Um, I think some people actually got doubles of some of the players. But either way, and apparently they're pretty delicate, so be careful opening them. I got yeah, I got two um two two bobbleheads of of some form. Which, yeah, you're kind of uh, alluding to it. The probably the funniest tweet we've seen on the hell site known as Twitter. Well, known as X, but formerly known as Twitter. Yeah, Carson Pickett making a making a joke about the Ari Borges being like her with the the arm broken on her. 
It's good yeah. shit. For context, somebody posted a picture. They're like, oh, man, I was taking my bobblehead out of the box and I accidentally broke uh, broke it. And it was the Ari Borges bobblehead with like her arm broke off right past the elbow. And then Carson Pickett retweeted it with like, she looks like me now. So good. Love it. But yeah, we're coming down to the wire of soccer season's coming getting creeping close to its end and that makes me uh makes me a little sad it went by fast i always yeah, think no, that I can't in, believe... in the hindsight got three well i got one racing home game left and city doesn't play at home for a while how many home games do we have left for city just the one i mean well then uh, in the playoff game potentially yeah so it, we're down to there's just one home game left for both teams and they're the same weekend too another uh double weekend no, no, no. Two home games left for City. Hartford and Tampa. Oh, yeah, you're right. The Tampa yeah, so we have, we, have, oh. we, have, well, we have three home games total, not counting the playoffs. Yep, I, I inverted the Tampa ones in my mind. Good call. Yeah. But so, the uh, the Hartford weekend is is the same as uh, Racing's last home game. So that yeah. will be a double weekend. We'll keep recording. We'll keep talking about things to say it progresses to its end. But I want to thank you all for, for listening and tuning in. Listen to chat about racing in Louisville City. We'll be back next week to talk about it. Take care. Thanks for tuning in. Like, rate, review. That's what I was forgetting. I was forgetting something. Got to get those likes. Oh, yeah. You got to like. Write reviews. I, make them negative. I, I can take it. Just just get put, put your thoughts out there. I want to see them. Don't do that. I want good reviews. <laughs> All right. All press is good press. We're hanging up now. Take care, everybody. Bye, all. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.